Hello everybody, welcome back to Keeping It Real with Reeves. This episode I have a special guest on, he's one of my lifelong friends, Bo Gentry. How's it going, man? What's up, yo? What's up, man? It's great, I feel great. Great great on. to be here. Yeah, it feels great. I really enjoyed the uh, interview with you and Mr. Silva. Yeah, you liked it? And, uh, yeah, it was really, really, really good. Really good. I appreciate that, man. Really good insight. So, I haven't really seen you in quite a few years. Tell us uh, where you're at in life. What's going on? Man, you know, just, uh, I think last time I seen you, I cut your little brother's hair. Um, yeah. Yeah, the last time I seen you, like, probably two years ago. It's been so, a um, you know, I, yeah, man. You know, I've just been working a lot. Uh, been really on heavy on the, uh, you know, financial education side. Really heavy on the... Uh, getting in touch with God more, you know, trying to get in touch with my family more. Um, and that includes you, you know, just getting in touch with my friends and family. Like, you're like a brother to me, like, you know. So, um, you know, just getting in touch with everything that's really important in life. And uh, I feel like our topic today really ties into, you know, all of that for me because, um, yeah, man, that's what, that's really all I've been up to, just working, getting money. Trying to uh, make a change in the world. So for the listeners, the topic today is going to be on how social media has damaged uh, society nowadays. Right, right. So how do you feel about that, Bo? What do you think think social media has brought upon the world? And why do you, and what do you think we could do to change it? Where do I start? Ah, man, that's a... uh... So really, social media to me, you know, it's not all bad, of course, but um, I feel like a lot of a lot of uh, our time goes into, you know, looking on the phone, on the uh, computer, whatever. And just, I think uh, we isolate ourselves a lot more these days, and uh, like I was saying, like for me personally, like. Um, I used to be like it's it's just habits like I don't know it's it's negative I feel like it's a negative habit people have like spending too much time like looking down at their phone um not really focused on like humans like the human aspect of things you know what I mean Yeah I you know think a, I think a real problem comes that all that time you're looking at your phone, scrolling through social media, you really could be doing something productive. And I feel more now than ever. um, I even find myself doing it a lot in my free time at work, scrolling through Twitter, uh, scrolling through Facebook. And I think, I think doing that and filling your time with such a void of, of just constant feed really makes our attention span a lot lower. Because think about nowadays right. how quickly you get bored. I, I feel like it's it's way more prevalent now than it used to be. Right, right. Because, like, like yeah, like, think about how quickly you get bored. Like, when I was, um, when I started to get off social media, started focusing on, like, maybe business things or, like even just communicating with people 
um, that I probably wouldn't have communicated with or like picked up the phone to, you know, just doing like things. So that once you get off of that and start focusing on other things now, that becomes like more the addiction because, you know, being productive is, I don't know, it's, it just compounds like, like you were saying, like, uh, just large amounts. Like I can't tell you how many times I've been on the phone, just on Instagram, Snapchat, one, two, three hours, like at night, just going, just yeah, sleeping. I mean, it, it feels sleeping like is just not. Yeah. It feels that you're just scrolling and then you look up and it's been three hours and you're like, holy shit, right. where has the time gone? Like, especially when you lay down at night and you got that phone next to you and you just two hours that really like, I feel like that really negatively affects, well, obviously negatively affects how you sleep and uh, how you function that next day. Cause you're waking up, man. You're like, like a zombie. How do you it's think? Just, it's just not good. How do you think the way we communicate on social media affects the way we communicate in person? For example, do you think it has a positive effect, or does it have a negative effect when we are face to face with the same person we were just tweeting at? Yeah, I definitely think it's uh, more negative because you know, just just even as little as like the way we text like with our language and the abbreviations it's like uh i just yeah i just think we we don't have like the same like language like it's not like we don't speak in full sentences like on social media or whatever like texting or whatever so i just feel like that really could translate into real life and maybe like when I go out now, I I notice that people don't really like to look in your eyes. Yeah, you know, I've like, noticed that too. It it seems that that basic human to human interaction is slowly yeah. starting to change, and I think a lot of that comes because, um, you're not necessarily anonymous when you're talking to friend groups online. I mean, you are if you have like a burner Twitter account, and that's a whole ordeal that we're gonna get into. But I think. Yeah. I think you just turn into a different person when you're hiding behind a screen. And I think that shows because people are very different when they can text you really quick versus when you see them in person. And I, I, I don't know where that translate to where that translate from. I think it's more, they're less scared when they're mm-hmm, on the phone. Right. I, I don't know. Right. No, it's definitely it. like me. Like, I know growing up, I, I was, like, a really, not, uh, probably, yeah, I would just say shy. But um, being on social media, like, I could, you know, text people, like, have a, like, a kind of like an alter ego, so to speak. Yeah. Like, have, like, a different personality that I'm not really, like, in real life. And, um, you know, just be, I don't know, I feel like I could just be, I don't know, like, I, I just... I would be more active on social media. I'll talk more on social media. If you see in person, I'm like, you know, quiet in the corner, like probably, you know, sticking to myself. Why do you think that is? So why why I, do you feel that you were more comfortable uh, 
socializing on social media rather than in person? What what drove you to to be that way? Um, I think for me, it was just always. I I think I was always shy. So when like I didn't get on social media until like probably like eighth grade. So me discovering that allowed me to be something that I always wanted to be, you know, which was social. <laughs> so I think that was, you know, the real attraction to it. I could be something I always wanted to be like, yeah, that's pretty much it. But on, on a deeper level, why do you feel that because you were behind that screen on a phone that you could become what you wanted to be? What what was the difference of being that person you wanted to be over an online message versus how you communicated in person? How did you, how did not being face to face with the person uh, help you be less shy? I should say. What was the you know? I think because it? yeah, I think the attraction is like when you're in person and somebody has like a negative reaction. Like, you have to feel that negative reaction. Like, like you have to really feel that. But when you're behind the phone and, you know, somebody, you know, has, like, a negative reaction, it, it softens the blow, like, a lot. So I think, you know, me being shy and, you know, not being able to, you know, handle certain situations the way I want to or handle uh, neg- negativity like I want to just... Uh, I don't know, it, it lightened the blow if it if anybody was negative towards me or had a reaction that I wouldn't necessarily uh, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you, and I feel like that is, that's a very big problem with our younger generation because, right. but we grew up at a weird time where we didn't yeah. have social media when we were kids, so we learned the basic functions of communicating with people right but people in these younger grades now i mean from the time they're three they have a phone in their hand so i feel like they are becoming more desensitized to bullying and being mean because all they know is that light blow and that light reaction uh So I feel like more often than not, kids nowadays are getting bullied just because the only way they know how to communicate is through that social media, and they are not really learning that these words are hurting other people. Right, right, right. And, like, um, with the kids, like, they just, like you said, they they got an iPad. You know, like, they know how to work an iPad at, like, three years old now. It's crazy. And, like, you know, a kid... From zero to two, you know, the brain pretty much doubles and then you keep developing up to that. So it's like they're learning these, like they're learning, I don't know, like this is weird. Like you said, it's weird. Um, and, and really, like if you think about it, something like this, this drastic, hasn't really been... Mm-hmm. in the human race for all that long we're really the test subjects right. for this whole thing you really don't know how this is going to go and how this is going to impact 
you know, the next generation's lives. It's kind of scary to think about because when I think about the companies like Twitter and Facebook and uh, Snapchat, honestly, they hold so much power. They really do. They are really where most people get their news nowadays. I mean, who do you know sits down and watches the news they go to twitter to see what the president's tweeting they go to twitter to see what um is trending they go to twitter to see what happened let's say in afghanistan that's where i was getting Mm -hmm. my news and that's really scary because on one hand it's so easily accessible but on the other hand these companies can ban whatever doesn't fit their narrative and they're 100% within their legal rights to do so. So they can censor whatever group of people they want, and it doesn't matter whether your group is right or wrong. The fact that they can censor you and push out um, whatever narrative that they want to claim is very scary because the people who only get their information from these companies are going to end up believing that narrative and not have a brain of their own. And that's, I mean, that's really what we're seeing now in our entire society you know that's, that's so scary to like think about because like you said people don't have a brain for their own it's it's really scary because you know nobody's really doing their own research on things you know social like social like you see a tweet blow up and like uh you know you just i don't know it's like like you said, nobody has a mind for their own. Nobody's doing the research and the algorithms. Like, uh, it's, it's it's scary because like another thing they get you. Say, another thing that I would yeah, say is is very scary through that whole thing is this whole Twitter game has now created the mob of cancel culture. I'm sure you've heard that term, cancel culture. Yeah. And yeah. Cancel culture. It's scary because the people who do have the mind of their own and the people who do want to express their opinion with their tweets and say okay well let's take a step back and look at this if it's not fitting the narrative of the cancel culture they're being attacked and right i mean that's just that's not right that's not you know freedom of speech and we're slipping further and further and further away from that because you know these companies are allowing that to happen and that's scary because this is the first time in history, I think, well, the first time in American history, I think, that for an entire group of people, as in, like, no, uh, how do I say? Like, racial, religious. Yeah, no racial, religions, anything like that, for just an entire group of people to be censored without any government control i mean it, it's scary to me and it, and we're allowing it to happen that's the worst part yeah, scary. we are giving them the power and honestly i don't know what we can do to take it back yeah man the only the only thing people could do is just realize that and not you know be on social media that much to be honest but other than that yeah, they got full control over just whatever. And it's it's really an addiction, too. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't see... I know people who are on a higher level of thinking, who open their eyes and can see what's going on, can definitely uh, understand and take a step back. 
but there are way too many people who are just focused. They don't even live in the moment. They're just focused on getting the right. picture for the Instagram to show Instagram right. what they're doing. And that's that's a bad way to right. live, in my opinion. Yeah, and you said, like, it's addicting. Like, it's crazy because, like, I've I've, I've seen this last week because, um, like, the developers of the app use, like, the same like addictive cues that you would see in like casinos yeah to and they install it into the apps and it it's like you post a picture and like people talk about the algorithms now like you post a picture and like the algorithm would not show people for like a certain amount of time and then show them later so they could like it so you could come back to the app like it's so it's so it's so crazy. Yeah, but the it's so, it's so scummy. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> man. But it's so it's smart, and it you know obviously it works. I, and a and lot like of you people, said, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I, a lot of people they don't they don't even think twice. I, I mean, when's the last time? Right. I, I know I haven't, but when's the last time you went on to? an app and it just updated and it says read the terms and conditions before you agree. I mean, more often than not, we just fucking click agree. You know what I mean? I'm not reading this 12 page thing, right? But who knows what's in that thing that you were now agreeing to, you know, you go on Facebook or Amazon or whatever, and it's got this 37 page, you know, terms and conditions, but on page 12 it could say you have to send a picture of your asshole to jeff bezos every month you don't fucking know you just click agree and keep moving right and it just it really um it really makes me think what are they putting in there because i mean it's no secret that now our phones listen to us how often do you talk about damn i want a new pair of jordans or damn I, i really need a new fucking candle i don't know and then all of a sudden you scroll on your your feed and it's advertising you candles jordan or whatever you've just talked about i mean i've never looked this up before but i just start talking about it just shooting shit with my friends and now they're target advertising me i mean how much do they hear how much are they listening to how uh meticulous is this system and how much do they actually know about you that's where I start to get a little weary about where technology is going. How much privacy with this whole social media game do you really have anymore? Nah, man. It's, <laughs> that's scary, man. It's like, yo. <laughs> like, you, uh, like you had said earlier, like people posting uh, pictures and, you know, Here's the, here's the, here's the really damaging like besides like the privacy part right here's the really damaging part of, to people so people go to social media and what do you post on social media you know the highlights of your life right right so people are going on social media you know you probably you might have had a bad day you might have had a bad week or whatever you know things might not be going good for you and you get on social media, and all you see is highlights of people's lives. Now, what is that going to do to you? Yeah, you know, it's that just makes make you, you even lower. Yeah, man, that it just makes you feel like you know crap. So, when people spend hours 
on social media looking at highlights when they're already down. Like, it just compounds on each other. Like, just think of what that does to, like, humans. And, like, you got kids, yeah, like, you got kids now, especially that's in high school, middle school, you know, they already got these, you know, high school, middle school problems. It just adds on to the insecurities. I 100% agree. And I think that sharing your entire life on social media is dangerous, too. I don't care how high you are. I think that, in a way, some of these very personal experiences should just be in your memory or make great stories to talk about. And if you just post it all on social media, yeah, you can go back and reflect, but a picture says a thousand words, right? And once you've posted this picture and shown this is the crazy thing that I've just done, if I'm your friend and I saw the picture and I liked it, and now I'm continuing scrolling, that's no longer a good story to tell. And I think that at the end, all we really have is stories. And the more you share your story, or at least, you know, these cool stories, I mean, the less you're going to have to tell towards the end. And I don't know, man. It's just, it it doesn't seem like it's going to be healthy long term. Definitely not. And you know what? Like you just said, like, you post a picture, and your friend might might like might not like it. There's some people who, if their friend doesn't like it, they'll really have a, like a problem, like a big problem with that. Like, yo, you you what what what's up? You ain't seen my post. Like, it's just weird. Like, ah, uh, like it's just so weird. Yeah, I think people who are naturally jealous people. I think scrolling through TikTok, Instagram, Facebook only adds fuel to that fire. I think you're 100% right talking about insecurities because at the end of the day, the only way to handle your insecurities is to have an internal dialect with yourself and figure out why do I feel this way. But instead of having that, if you're scrolling through Instagram or whatever, all you're seeing is people with money, people with better Mm -hmm. things than you uh women whatever things that you can't have and that just that just eats them up day night day night and it it's really what makes people depressed in my opinion because if you can't handle your own internal feelings because people you know you have conversations with yourself all day like and you you go on instagram and be like damn i ain't I ain't got that. Like, damn, I ain't got the, you know, my body's not like that. And, like, that's really one thing I've been keying in on with, like, affirmations, like, positive affirmations. So, like, once I realized, you know, how much that helps, you know, with not just confidence, but, like, just you, you being positive towards other people, you know, that's, that's a really big deal because if you can't, uplift yourself you can't uplift other people around you so you're just bringing everybody else down with you once you do get into you know a group of people you know what i mean yeah so what are you doing as far as positive affirmations how do you lift yourself up say you're having a bad day what is your uh reset so to speak um well i'll probably just first thing i'll do is like i just pray. scroll through some social media 
That's like the man. I try to stay off that stuff. Like unless I'm promoting my business or something. Like and here I'm gonna get into uh hold on, I'm gonna get into what you just asked right after this. So what I do with my social media is I restarted all my social media and I follow nothing but like positive affirmation pages, business pages, and just just positive pages. That's one way you could really audit your social media and be in a more positive mind state. Yeah, 100%. I mean, so, that right there is a very healthy way to use it. If you're using something that's going to benefit you, then by all means. I, I think it's the people right. who abuse it is where right. we're talking about these problems. Right. So for, uh, for me, um, if I'm having like a bad day, first thing I would probably do is just pray on it. And then um, like whenever, probably if I wake up or whenever I think about it, I just tell myself that, you know, I'm great. And I'm, you know, I'm, this, is a, this is a conversation in my mind. Like you are great. You are, you know, you are divine. Like you, you are amazing. And you, you know, people look up to you and people look to you as an example. People look to you as a, a, a big brother. People look to you as, you know, a role model, you know, and if you, and if you, if you are in, like, I tell myself, if I'm, like, I just told you, if I'm in a negative mind state, like, I like to uplift people. Anybody who's around me, I like positive, like, positive energy. So even if I'm in a bad mood, and I learned this through, like, working in the uh, restaurant industry, too, even if, if I'm in a bad mood, you know, I always try to keep a smile on my face, even even if it's a, a fake smile. So... I could trick myself into like being positive no matter what. And it works, like it really works. Do you try to do anything um like mental health exercises? Have you ever practiced meditation? Have you ever tried any of those, you know, things that are yeah. coming more and more mainstream now but have always been there? What what what's that look like for you? Um, as far as like meditation, I I'll like uh I'll sit in silence for like 10 minutes, just not think about anything. Or like sometimes um, I'll do, I'll do some yoga just to, uh, you know, just to do, just to switch things up. Like I always like to try different things. So I'll do yoga like maybe like once a week or like once every two weeks or something like that. Maybe I meditate, you know, probably I meditate, in small increments throughout the day, like very small increments. Like I might just reset for like five minutes and just just breathe and just maybe pray. But um, that's about it. I don't really – I'm trying to get more into it, but it's just hard for me because I'm so like – I move around a lot. You partake in cannabis? Oh, you know what? I used to, like heavy, heavy. Like heavy, 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 but um, and that started with like uh, I have arthritis in my feet, so I started smoking in like sophomore, junior, high school. But um, it helped me. Yeah, it helped me with my pain, but it turned into 
an addiction that I just, you know, couldn't really control. Started spending a ridiculous amount of money on it. So uh, just recently, like probably like I'm a month into it now, like I'm a month sober. So don't really smoke a, uh, a lot. Well, don't smoke anymore. You know, don't drink. Um, but I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Like, especially like on the medical side, I think cannabis is going to be, you know, the new, I think it's going to like replace a lot of medicines or THC based products down the line. So I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to hear that because a lot of, just for the record, I, I used to smoke too. Um, I think what you're saying about it becoming an addiction, a lot of people will tell you, especially people who smoke often, it's not an addiction. Uh, you can't get addicted to weed. I think that's bullshit. Um, I'll yeah, say I, your body. I knew no, off rip. Yeah, I'll say your <laughs> your body doesn't get addicted, but there is a mental dependency there. Yeah, your mind opinion. does. Like, when I would get off work, I'd be like, man, you know, I need to smoke, like, yes. just just all the time, like, you know, after I work out, like, I really want to, I need to smoke, you know, like, you just tell yourself you need it. Like, you literally tell yourself you need it. So, to say it's not an addiction when you're telling yourself, you know, you need this after everything you do, I mean, this just, you know, you just turn a blind eye to it, pretty much. Yeah, I'm proud to be sober too. I think that when I when I started smoking, it was all fun and games, and you know, I I I could see how it would make me feel better mentally, and then mm -hmm. it went from okay, well, I'm gonna smoke at the end of the day to calm down, you know, probably on like a Friday right. or something, to okay, well, there's no reason why I can't calm down every night, to you know. I I could wake and bake, you know what I mean? It it it, it trickled <laughs> downhill pretty quick, and uh, I don't know, man. I I I found myself wanting to live in the high reality more often yeah. than just my reality, and it made right. it made my it just made my reality seem a lot more harsh than it should. And when I was sober, it was hard to deal with shit. So I I took sure. I took a break so I could get a new job, and ever since that break, I never wanted to go back. Right, I feel that because ever since I stopped, and this goes into like the social media thing too, like just all the the, the we was a distraction for me, like pretty much like I would like I would get off work, you know, spend like. A few minutes rolling up, and then I'll smoke, be so loaded, like through the middle of the blunt, like I just zoned out, scroll on social media for like 30 minutes, you know, finish the rest of the blunt, you know, scroll another, like watch YouTube for an hour after that, you know, like they're listening, like it just became so much a distraction, like along with social media. And now that um, I'm able to focus on, you know, my business now, you know, I don't. Like, I don't even need it to sleep anymore because I'm so busy now. I just end up falling asleep now. So, you know, fill the, just fill the voids with, uh, like, your passions and work and work out, like, fit, 
fitness, then I think you'll be fine. It's just, it's really getting through that first week. Really. So let's get into that, man. What's your business? What do you do? What are you passionate about? Um, right now I'm a, I'm a barber student right now. So, uh, I used to cut hair in the uh, barber shop, but I stopped uh, to get my license through school. So, really passionate about cutting hair and uh, you know being the best barber I could be. Like I just love love cutting hair. So, and uh, actually, just today, I made my first hair products. Nice. So I'm gonna be rolling. Yeah, I'm gonna be rolling my hair products out. Uh, Really, really soon. So, yeah, that's what uh, that and uh, also like just different entrepreneurial ventures, like uh, really be uh, heavy into stocks, you know, crypto. Mm-hmm. Um, been studying up on some real estate stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of different. It's a lot of different business stuff. Well, I'll tell you what we'll, what we'll do. Every episode you come on, we'll have all of your hair products and things like that. We'll uh, we'll put a link in the description, so anybody who wants to go check that out can 100% go check that out and leave some reviews. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. What cryptos are you looking at right now? Um, you know, obviously Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, Cardano, um, Litecoin. I'm not. Th- those are my three main ones: uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and uh, Cardano. I really, uh, you know, dollar cost average into those, which is like a, I put anywhere from like ten to twenty dollars every week. Just been uh, dollar cost averaging into those three, and uh, if I see something else, I would. Uh, I would study up on it, just, you know, might dump some money into other stuff, but really just those main three. Yeah, well, we'll definitely have a conversation about cryptos at some point. Uh, I really, really enjoy the crypto game. I think the cryptos are the future. Um, I believe in Bitcoin. I believe in Ethereum. Cardano is amazing. Uh, I've put some money into some uh, shit coins. I own yeah. quite a bit of Safe Moon. I own quite a bit of Shib. Um, you know they're they're making money right now, but definitely, definitely trying to get into Ethereum for sure. I think that one's gonna hit Bitcoin numbers one day. Oh yeah, I've been uh, I you heard about the uh, Ethereum too? The stake and uh, you could stake in Ethereum too. No, something I, like that. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, like uh. You're able, like, I had to join, it was a while back, like, I had to join a wait list to be able to uh, stake Ethereum. Like, I staked, like, maybe, like, a hundred or seven dollars into Ethereum and got, like, uh, they're giving you, I forgot the percentage, but uh, they're giving you a pretty good percentage on your Ethereum. And uh, when uh, when it releases, you know, You'll be able to do different things with that. So, um, haven't really, I didn't really get to research that a lot, but you know, I just went ahead and did it because sounds pretty cool. And, uh, people was talking about it, so I just did it, and I really believe in Ethereum. So, I was like, why not? You know, just stake my Ethereum. Yeah, I. So you could do that on Coinbase. Yeah, I think, I think, 
cryptos everybody should look at for long term. I don't think anybody Most should be def. looking at stuff for pump and dumps. But I tell you what, for SHIB, um, one of the creator devs actually just dumped 11,000 USD in a SHIB. So I'm sure there's going to be a big pump and dump coming in pretty soon. Who knows? Most def. Most def. Well, man, I think we're going to cut it there for this episode. I think that was a great conversation. I really, truly hope you come on for quite a few more. I think we... Oh, you know I'm here. You know I'm here, man. Hey, I love this. I love, you know, I love talking to you, my friend. And uh, this is really why I came on here, so I could, uh, so we could just, you know, get back, get back together, man, because, you know, we have, we got history. Yeah, for sure, man. I think, I think we definitely have a good rapport here. And I would love for people to comment and tell me what you think. Send me DMs, what you think, what we could do different. Um, if you guys enjoy Bo being on here, I mean, I, I would love for him to be here every episode if he wanted to. I oh, think, you know I'm here. <laughs> I, think we, <laughs> I think we would have a really good time interviewing other guests together. I think that right. would be really good. Um, I appreciate you coming on. Hey, man, I appreciate you having me. Always, man.